you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Previously on DDFP. Cam Newton, do you agree that he's a little underappreciated? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think he is underrated. Drop, it's the quarterback draw. Oh. Oh. Somersault for the touchdown. Tick, tick, boom. The Falcons at the New York Giants. Well, you go for big blue. I'm going for little red. Yeah. You go sausage links or do you go sausage patty? Bacon. Bacon. For 60 minutes, all I'm asking is that you give everything you got. Look at black tie back there. Feel me black? Why are you wearing a Seahawks helmet? But anyway, that was all. (laughs) I can dig it, though. I can dig it. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes, Stitcher. NFL.com, and we are presented by McDonald's. That's right, everybody. Finally, two titans of 21st century pop culture united, stronger for the union. Welcome to the show. Week two breakdown coming up for you as we we dig into the show here. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Johnny Football is the subject. Brandon Whedon will be a subject for us, of course. Where do the Cowboys go from here? The 0-2 Seattle Seahawks. Much to kibitz about. So let's dig right into it. And first, we say hello to our main man all the way from London, England. He's a little sad after losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, or at least his Dolphins did. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to us all. Congratulations to you, the viewer and or listener. Thanks to you, we now have this union in place. Now it's McDonald's, you, 
and Handsome and myself and yeah. the whole gang here. The McDamashek podcast. That's right. Is that a is that too much? Is that no, trying too hard? Not at all. My first order of business, Black Tie, behind the glass there. Producer Black Tie, see to it that we book the grimace, ASAMP. I want to get inside his head, see what he knows about pro football. If nothing else, the Minnesota Vikings, I understand, have fired Ragnar, or they I could heard, not come yeah. to an agreement, their mascot with the big beard and everything. They wouldn't they could do a lot worse than bringing Grimace in. That's, He's a, big that's purple actually a man. very nice idea, yeah. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Purple people eater. That's yep. what Grimace is. He yep. eats a lot of McDonald's, yep. right? Anyway, just an idea. I got a lot more for you, McDonald's. Let's talk about week two here, and let's get into very important stuff. And, of course, we'll start with the Monday night game because now the Colts have joined all those other 0-2 teams. And they're, I mean, listen— the Giants, I don't know what people think about that team. And as a matter of fact, now with the injuries to Romo and to Dez, I guess the Giants are a viable pick out of the NFC. I think any of those teams are. And we'll Legitimately. get to that later on. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll get to some of that. Um, and, you know, the Texans maybe have it. But, you know, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Eagles, these are some big-name teams. Saints. People pick these teams to go to the Super right. Bowl. And uh, so let's talk about the Colts, the latest team to be victimized. Now, of course, pump the brakes with, uh, with terror, Colts fans, because, of course, Luck and Company started 0-2 last year. They don't look good, though. I mean, I know they, they play two good defenses, though. They did, but all the, all the issues that they had problems with last year, how, have, they've all come back again. It doesn't look like any of them were addressed in the offseason. That's why when, remember day one of the draft, when they picked Philip Dorsett, it was like, oh, wow, that's a cool pick for, the, for you know, the, the, their offense is getting even stronger. Mm-hmm. But it ignored the fact that their offensive line wasn't terribly good last year and put a lot on Andrew Luck, and that's still the case. And it, and it ignored the fact that their defense needed help as well. Yeah, it sure seems like when they made the Philip Dorsett pick, it's not as though we're we're using 2020 hindsight there. Of course, yeah, every right. football fan said, "What?" The, the, Ryan Grigson yeah. knows that they have a garbage defense, right. right? He knows that the offensive line is a question mark. And by the way, the storyline today is Andrew Luck and his turnovers. This is year four now, and mm-hmm. and you know everybody has kissed him into the Hall of Fame before he even took a snap in the NFL. And he has plenty of apologists out there, and he's playing on a flawed team, like we say, and all that. But at some point, take care of the ball. Even Chuck Pagano seems to have had it a little bit, right? Absolutely. Our friend Elliot Harrison always makes the comparison between what Luck does and what he seems to get away with because he's Andrew Luck and he's talented and he has all you know this incredible arm and pedigree and everything else. And then Tony Romo, who get killed for doing the same thing, especially in a primetime game. And, and I think you're right. I think people finally are a little bit like, well, hold on a second. This guy has been was anointed from day one. It was like he's replacing Peyton Manning. The Colts have got so lucky and nothing can possibly go wrong. And now, not question marks around him, but you're right. He def- definitely needs to take better care of the ball. Well, by virtue of the division they're in, and by the way, hear me now, believe me later, the Houston Texans at 0-2 are going to win that division on the right arm of Ryan Mallett and Arian Foster. What is one of my long-standing uh, things, uh, handsome? Arian Foster is one of the Jenga pieces. Sure. The Jenga theory is, of course, in the 21st century, pro football teams are going to lose players, but if you lose the wrong piece, the whole thing can implode. Foster's out, they don't win very often. Foster's in, they win a ton, especially with that defense should start to emerge here. I think they're going to end up taking this division. But what about the Jets at 2-0 and now with Todd Bowles? All, think, about, think back to August. Who saw this coming once? You know, Geno Smith, and they're fighting in the locker room, and Bowles is a coordinator who can't translate to being a head coach and control things and everything else. 
But Fitzmagic looks good so far. Those two nice receivers. We'll see with Decker what's going on there. Chris Ivory and the loaded yep. defense. Yeah, I mean, that defense is, is outstanding. And Todd Bowles has probably made it better even than, than Rex Ryan could have done. Although hmm. the return of Revis definitely um, you know, makes things better. It, it, back in August, when everyone was crying about the fact that Geno Smith got punched in the face and was going to be out for six to eight weeks, whatever it was going to be, it was probably the best thing that could possibly have happened to the Jets. Because you know that in last night's game, Geno Smith would have thrown a couple of picks that would probably have given the, the Colts a couple more possessions that they would have scored on and kind of won the game in the fourth quarter. It's interesting, though, because uh, another pal of ours, Bucky Brooks, has said two things. He said, you know, Chan Gailey makes any QB look better than he mm -hmm. actually is. So far, at least, Fitzpatrick once again doing it under Chan Gailey. And maybe Geno Smith would have turned the corner the other side of the thing, though, is Chuck Pagano now. Maybe he benefited to some degree. And it was a great story three years ago when he was out and Bruce Arians, you know, took over. And, you know, really, maybe the magic formula is to hire the Kango. Because, I mean, since Arians, I mean, Arians' run over the last, what, six years or so includes a Super Bowl win in Pittsburgh, right. goes to Indianapolis, takes over essentially for a year there for Pagano, gets that team to the playoffs, goes to Arizona. Now they're scoring 40 points a game. And I know Carson Palmer is fine, but he's not, uh, you know, he's not he's Tom not Brady. He's not a great quarterback. Right. Right. And, and, and uh, maybe that's the magic formula. And Chuck Pagano on the hot seat, that was a discussion point in the offseason. He's getting fired up. We hear rumors about, uh, you know, feuds between himself and uh, Ryan Grigson. Take a listen to Pagano talking about what first, Black Tie, about Andrew Luck? That you know, Pagano's getting a little raw if he's starting to talking about number twelve here. Right. Just got to take care of the football. Just make great decisions. Take care of the football. It's not that hard. It's not trigonometry. I, uh, you know what? I'd have to sit down honestly and have a conversation. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think, you know, that's been the case for three years now, has it not? You know, so he should be more than comfortable dealing with what he's dealing with. we got to get it fixed. That's a double shot if you didn't follow that. Read between the lines, or I don't even think you have to. I think those were the lines. First of all, that's a shot at 12, his franchise. Any chance the Colts have obviously rides on Andrew Luck. So he's taking a shot at him. It's not trigonometry. Stop turning the ball over all the time. One, and then two, is it the offensive line that, that uh, he can't? Well, it's been three years. That's a shot at Grigson for not right. addressing the offensive line. I always found trigonometry incredibly difficult. I, you know what? You, I, I mean, was that I, something you could do? I never had the opportunity. Really? I didn't elevate that high in Really? Math. In math, you just didn't even get that far. I don't understand. Why was that a why is that core curriculum right. for, it's our, not for useful. our children? I've never once had to do it since. I'm still confused about it all. Math you need. You need to be able to add. basics. You yeah, need to adding. be able to subtract. You need your times tables up through is, 10 or 11 yeah. or maybe 12. Dividing, not necessary. Dividing, no, because now I on my cell phone, right. guess what? Calculator. Don't worry. If you're listening, if you're a child, you're in school, your math teacher is saying you need to get division and, and fractions, just forget about this it. This is what the man does. You understand? Right. He poisons your brain. He makes you think you need this math nonsense. Algebra? Not necessary. What practical application right. in adulthood has there ever been for... None, none whatsoever. I, I don't think we're telling anyth anyone... Am I, am I a chemist? No. no. All right, then don't bother me with your nonsense right. about... Uh, Whatever, Calc I, didn't, right. I, I think I got the pre-calculus. Yeah. Either way. Pass that on to football, baby. Oh, and two. Oh, yeah, football, baby. Two and one on the, uh, uh, in week two. That takes him to three and one on the season. 
34 and 12 lifetime handsome. Impressive. Literally lifetime. Impressive. I like that. We'll have the picks for you on our second podcast this week, so tune in for that one, the Red Challenge Flag pick segment. Uh, segment. And all that. So anyway, we'll keep our eye on what's going on with the Colts. I don't think it's as simple as like, ah, well, you know, don't worry about it. 0-2 is 0-2. And, and, you know, to to lose two games within the conference, and that does sometimes come down to say, you know, I, I don't think the Bills or the Jets are going to end up beating them out in the, in the uh, you know, if the Colts can win the division, it renders that point maybe pretty minor. But if it is a wild card situation, that those two losses could end up uh, undoing the Colts. Right, but I think, I, I think for that team, it's more than just making the playoffs. That team needs to win pretty deep into the playoffs and maybe even make the Super Bowl for Grigson and for Pagano to keep their jobs. And the interesting thing... I agree with we, that. We're, you know, we're in September and I don't want to push it too far down the line, but December, January, if they don't do that, People queuing up for that job to be the to be Andrew Luck's head mm. coach, you know, saddled with a quarterback straight away, and 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 the bones of a pretty good roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It'd be interesting to see if that could tempt out some of the names that have sort of held back from from coaching. In the it's also interesting too to consider Andrew Luck, who's coming up on you know does he, making a decision here. He, uh, who necessarily wants to be a part of? Uh, of the behind-the-scenes right. melodrama of a GM and coach arguing, and the coach is hanging him out to dry yeah. there. I wonder if Andrew Luck is thinking there might be better places for him than Indy. Oh, I don't think so. But can I make a prediction? You may. Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts in 2016. What? Wow. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, we say all there, there are all these 0-2 teams, and... It's interesting, like we say, the Seahawks at 0 2, some of these teams that we think would be contenders. The Bears are done, though, correct? Mm-hmm. The Bears are done. The Bears have, but they're done, but they have one good thing going for them. Mm-hmm. So, Chicago hired John Fox. I saw your tweet about that. John That's Fox. why I bring it up. Oh, thank you, Dave. Uh, thank you for setting me up there. Mm. The Bears hired John Fox as their head coach in the offseason. Jay Cutler's now has a hamstring. Sounds a little dodgy. I'm not sure that I necessarily. I feel bad for him getting that. hurt on a play that he clearly wasn't actually trying right. to make the tackle. I'm even surprised Jay Cutler has hamstrings. I'm not sure what he would need them for. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Clawson is now their starting quarterback. John Fox and Jimmy Clawson worked together. Uh, what is it? Four or five years ago now, 2010, right. to get the first overall pick in the draft, which was used in Carolina on Cam Newton. They clearly have a plan in Chicago. They're going to suck for, I don't know who it's going to be, but they're planning on sucking for someone so they can Wait, what get is it? that first. For Cardell? There's a, it, fail for fail Cardell. Cardell, of course. I'm not yeah. sure that you would want Cardell. I'm not sure that's the I know. He's team. now the backup right, QB the backup for Ohio State. He may yeah. not uh, be the but, salvation. But they want to suck for it. someone. Yes. All right. Good luck. So with, that's my good luck yeah, with that's, the sucking there. Yeah. Chicago Bears. I, you know, speaking of Cutler, here's what I've noticed. This is, you know, stick with me. Maybe seems like a conspiracy theory. But a lot wearing the number nine in week two, 2015, mm-hmm. was not a good move for NFL QBs. Witness, Tony Romo, out now, broken collarbone. Matt Stafford, another 0-2 guy, who I picked to be going to, or would win the NFC North there. 0-2 and has looked dreadful. He is the chief reason why that team is 0-2. Drew Brees. You know, Sean Payton, maybe things aren't working out down there. Well, that's what I'm Questions saying. about what really is going on with Drew Brees. And like we saw, Jay Cutler tried to make a tackle and got hurt. He wears a number six, but he really went upside down when he made that. What does that six turn into? A nine. Nine. That's right. That's wow. exactly what it turns into. Okay. And what month of the year is it? September is the ninth month. This is insane, Dave. 
I, I, I think I'm on to something. You really are. Don't wear number nine. Congratulations to Nick Foles for switching away from the number right. nine. That's probably what has his team. Are there any other nines in the NFL right now? I don't think so. Let's look that up behind the yeah. glass there. I think MVP that and MVP, company. MVP can get on that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah I, mean, I mean, I think the evidence is all there for you. You're only kidding yep. yourself. And also, you know, it's sort of a sequel to the movie Seven. Which is... They skipped eight and just went straight to they, Eight wasn't interesting wasn't, enough. It wasn't Maybe it was a straight, straight to, to video. That's right. Maybe that's what it was. But nine is back Nine's and big. this is going to be compelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and you know, I always pointed out actor redundancies. I think it's interesting that Kevin Spacey in the movie Seven mm-hmm. is the subject of a police sketch artist rendering. He is also the subject yes. of a police sketch artist rendering. And usual suspects. How crazy is that? Wouldn't if you were him? Wouldn't you have those up over the fireplace Probably. or up over the, 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 the bathroom or something? In the bathroom, yeah. It'd be pretty neat yep. to have those. Two movies. He's, they, they they sketch him. Yep. Very interesting. All right. Well, we're gonna get to MJD and Ike. And by the way, handsome, I hope you won't be too raw about this. We're going out to the fancy stage to do it. What? Yeah, we're gonna go out to the big fancier. You know. But what? Well, all of us. No. Sorry, we only have three chairs today. Hey, meantime, answer me this, though. Who's the bigger injury uh, for his respective team, Drew Brees or Tony Romo? Thank you for asking, Dave. You're out of my doghouse now. Um, I would say, for me, I think Brees is the bigger injury risk. I, the, the, the Cowboys, yeah, they lost Romo. They lost Dez as well. The running back kind of cupboard looks a little bit bare, I would say. But the Eagles suck or they have done through the first two games. The Giants haven't looked good. They keep throwing away leads. The Redskins are the Redskins. So that division, I think, even when you know we're expecting Romo and Dez to both come back during the season, that division's probably going to be pretty tight, and if they can get on a roll at the end of the season, maybe they take the NFC East. I think the Saints at 0-2 in, in the division we already, already thought was going to be very tight, but with maybe the Bucks being a little bit better than we assumed that they were going to be and, and some other teams playing pretty well, I would say that... that not having Breeze there and having Luke McCown starting mm. of, you know, ad, uh, new ad fame. They have to um, pull that ad now, right? They, though, right? Really they can't run the Luke not a backup server any longer. Um, but I would say that the Saints are going to have a harder time recovering from Breeze being out. But we, again, we don't know how long he's going to be out for at the moment. I hadn't really thought about that. So it's funny to consider that Luke McCown might start on Sunday, but Josh McCown might won't. not. Hmm. They, what they should do is trade for Josh McCown. If, if the Browns ah. do as they should do and go with Manziel, then they disguise the McCown. They just say McCown on both jerseys. They both bring slightly different skill sets. Both are like below, below right. adequate starters, but for different reasons. And then, you know, Sean Payton can throw one out. You can't tell the I would, would, I'm stunned tell the no one has already. No coach in NFL history has ever even right. tried it. Come on, open up your brains, everybody. Um, yeah, I, you know, I can see it either way. I think you're right about the Saints. I think they're doomed yeah. because, again, they're looking up. I know it's only two games, but they're already looking up at two teams, teams. that are 2-0. and oh, Which they and, assumed they would be better than. Right. Well, and the Bucks already have one little division right. tiebreaker. Those, those right. division games, obviously, are significant. And so I didn't pull that Sean Payton thing from nowhere. I really genuinely believe that if, if, they, if they have a bad year this overhaul year... Overhaul the team like they, they did they'd the offseason. They'd overhaul the whole thing. And why wouldn't you? Because they... Ha- they, they just haven't been able to kind of get going since they won the Super Bowl. There's been a lot of promise there. They've had good players on the, on the team. But it doesn't feel like Sean Payton's as engaged as he was when they were, you know, actively winning. And I'm not, I'm not suge- suggesting that the Saints or Breeze is doing anything sinister and covering up the reality. No. But I do think, you know, 
If you can turn your gaze away from number 18 in Denver for a minute, Drew Brees is also 36 years right. old. That's why they overhauled the team, yep. because he no longer can carry the offense like he used to. He was missing some throws. Maybe you just can attribute it to a sore shoulder. But either way, yeah, I think that team's in a lot of trouble. I do think the Cowboys are also in trouble. I'll take the Giants there, even at 0-2. Really? And I think in the short term, the Eagles have been just dreadful. And I completely, uh, you know, I understand that. But what's more likely, that the Romo-less, Des-less Cowboys are going to be able to keep that, you know, even if it's 500 or that the Eagles are start are going to start to put some wins together. And, I mean, I hear you on Kirk Cousins. Forget that team. I think it's the Giants. I like uh, it. The, the one thing I would say is that... And Brian, they haven't had Victor Cruz yet. When they get when they get 80 back and you have uh, Beckham out there and Jennings and all the rest of those pieces, I think they're going to get on a little bit of a roll. Uh, they, they may do. I, Brandon Whedon, I'm not definitely not going to call myself a Brandon Whedon believer. But this is a guy who played in... I think we remember Brandon Whedon as the Browns quarterback and everything. You know, remember how he got stuck under the flag in that first mm-hmm. game and everything that went wrong from there. <laughs> He's now playing behind... Oh, back when he was just a 34-year-old kid right, back exactly. then. Exactly. So. He, but he's now playing behind, you know, the best offensive line in the NFL. I think that's probably still the case. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, you know, he'll have, I think he's probably matured. Again, I get the jokes that he was already 34 when he came into the NFL or however old he was. But I, I wouldn't necessarily write off Brandon Whedon as just being like, he's going to be an out-and-out disaster. I, you know, I, there's part of me that kind of agrees with that. Either way, we haven't talked to Brandon Whedon in some years. I did meet with him at the Combine before he got drafted, but that's well in the rearview mirror. I don't think he's good enough to make the DDFP All-Stars. The All-Stars? Yeah. No. The All-Stars, of course, are the people who visit, vis, uh, visited us here in Studio 66 or who we uh, got together with somewhere out on the uh, football trail in the last year or so. It's a bounty of stardom. Take a look at this. What games? How did they score 378 points every week? I have no clue. Um, I can't even answer that question. Yeah, you like her, LeGarrette, as a woman? Yeah. This is the world champion of football? Is a bunch of guys who like Katy Perry? What do you see there? Black and gold. Would you be willing when you have a free moment to give me a shave? Uh, Human baby! What are you doing? MMA training? What are you going to get in the ring? If I got to fight you, I don't think I would be scared to get in there, though. I don't know what that's about. And you send them home sad? Don't you feel bad about that? Not one bit. Spiller and Damashek eating macaroni and cheese every night. What about that? Rocket ship! All right. I mean, like, you know, I don't know that's what else I can do to yeah. test you on this one. Who is your favorite sibling? It's tough to pick a favorite, but I don't know who my least favorite is. <laughs> the most annoying. Hmm. Jared. Oh my God! Come on, cut. We got to do this again. We just went over this, all right? Your favorite sibling is what? See, we have fun. You did have a fun time with him. Well, you were here too. I yeah. was there. Yep. Jarvis Landry. You saw. I tried to fool him. I tried to see if he could make the one-handed catches like his old anything. LSU teammate. He didn't drop one of them. It was right. very impressive. Anyway, uh, so that those are some of the DDFP All Stars. If we could show the full array there, let's say, imagine if this were a fantasy team. I don't think there's a fantasy team in the world that could beat what we have going there. Andrew Luck, probably our starter. Then Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. We might have to cut him depending on. Shh, don't black tie. Don't let black tie here. What about that black tie? Are you worried about your friend Russell Wilson's team being 0-2 now? Not at all, guys. They not at all. You're not at about, all worried about it. I would say, though, people say, accuse me for jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. 0-3 as a Seahawks fan. 
Uh, this doesn't feel like much like a bandwagon to me. Just but <laughs> all right, but when you jumped on, they times. were in the Super Bowl. Well, that that feels like the ultimate bandwagon jump. When Butler had the pick. Look at the hay we can make at the receiver spot, mm-hmm. though. Especially looking back PPR. at week two. Look at that. If we had Fitzgerald and A. B. Antonio Brown, right? E. Gad. Now, running back, is that everybody on that list there, Black Tide? There's page two right here. No, it's not. You know who's missing? I sat in here with you with him, Jamal Charles. That's right. Jamal Charles also took a ride with me in the sports car. He'd probably be our first-round pick. Of course, Jamal. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Jamal Charles isn't on the list there. Um, I'm trying to think. Who might be? uh, Julius Thomas would would probably be our tight end. Then again, Maybe it would be Greg Olson. We have a, who would be our defense though? We love those Arizona Cardinals defenders: Calais Campbell, Tyron Matthew, Donnell Patrick Dockett's Peterson. Been here as well, I know he's yeah, out of the, the league now, the but former, nice yeah. solid center. In the or is it the Steelers with Ike and Ryan Clark? True. They're all retired. Oh, you know what? We left MJD off the list. <laughs> he can MJD still play, names. right? He doesn't make the DD. A couple more names we're unable to show. Tight end Greg Olson, tight end Julius Thomas, uh, defensive linebacker Luke Keekley, Calais Campbell, Tyron Matthew, Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, we also. What about Steve Smith? Where was he on the Steve list? Smith. The last year or two, guys. Now we're not going all the way three, four years ago. We're talking the most recent DDFP guests. Okay. Hawk, I suppose Hawk that's doesn't fair. make the Hawk doesn't. Yeah, the Bengals and Muzzletub to uh, to our pal AJ right. Hawk. Two and zero Bengals. That showdown with the Pittsburgh Cuts, Steelers. Also, I'm interested to see Bengals v uh, Ravens this week is mm-hmm. a massive game. The Ravens go. Oh, and three. Cincy in pick. Baltimore, then to Pittsburgh, then home with Cleveland. Their season pretty much boils yep. down to that. I can't wait to hear what uh, Ike has to say about that, the arch rival Ravens, how he considers the AFC North two weeks into that. Speaking of which, let's get to those guys. First, though, let's show you another of a continuing series here. You know all the iconic plays in pro football history. You've seen them a million times over. The Immaculate Reception, Dwight Clark's catch, Scott Norwood's miss. But you always see them replayed with the play-by-play of the winning team. How about you look at it from the loser pers- loser's perspective? It's time once again for the worst plays in NFL history. Well, a big third and five here. 19-0 could become a reality if they stop this play. Pocket collapses. Eli looks like he's going to go down. Seymour's got him. Green's got him. Somehow, Eli escapes. He throws the ball downfield, and it is in. It's caught. Mother it's caught. Who's 85? Who's number 85? David what? Tyree, I believe, is the name. David Tyree catches a ball. Rodney Harrison picks the worst time to be a can't even tackle him. It's like he's rocking him to bed. Like, oh, hey, hey, Davey Tyree, here's your lullaby. Go to sleep. Wicked. Completes a pass on the top of his head, and it's going to be first and 10 Giants from the 25. The was Rabel doing on that play? God Seymour. What the dickie? You can't make a god tackle when the game's on the line? And there's Rodney Harrison getting you humiliated, and I'll be god That's a catch. Excellent. He seemed very angry. 
it, and it's like it was such a joyous right. thing for the Giants. Yeah. You forget that there's that yeah, other there's team, other, and yeah. this this is a, a, uh, a perfection on the line, a stark reminder, right. yeah, for what the Patriots right. suffered through there. And you know, so yeah, it really does uh, open your eyes quite a bit yeah. uh, that there is a loser on the other side. The yin and yang of pro football. <laughs> hey, handsome. Speaking of yin and yang, we're leaving Studio 66, a nice little spot here, but we're going out to the Grand Digs. Was that uh, the, we? That's we plural, right? Yeah, it was or the royal we. You should be uh, familiar with that, Englishman. We're going to leave you behind, but thank you for the good stuff. We'll see you later in the week for the Red Challenge Flag pick segment. We'll lay out all the game three, uh, the uh, week three winners for you. Dolphins, Bills, one of those teams, handsome, is going to be one and two. They mm-hmm. were supposed to be contenders. They're going to fall to one and two, one of those two. Interesting. I can't wait to hear your pick on that. Right now, though, let's get to Ike and MJD. Here they are, everybody. As promised, you see me sitting out here with these two guys every Sunday on NFL Now. Game day blitz. We watch all the games. Make sure you hang out with us every Sunday. Go to NFL.com and track it down. Let's say hello to them first of all. He's waving his hands over there. I'll get to you in a second, MJD. Let's say hello to number 24 from the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Ike Taylor. What's the poop, fella? We're moving up in the world. I know. We are moving up. This is a nice... Setup. It's outside Studio 66. We'll call this one Studio 66 plus 24 plus Trey Deuce. That's too long. We got to find something shorter than He's that. Gotta all right, work, all you together. work on it. Then. You're doing okay. too much. Think about it, and now we'll say hello. From the Jacks, Jaguars, and the Oakland Raiders, it's MJD, Maurice Jones Drew. What's a poop with you, fella? This is just too, I'm uncomfortable. We need to go back. Yeah, we too need to fancy? go back. Too yeah, fancy? You went too fancy. fancy. You went, like, to the neighbor. We were good over there. So we like going to a fancy restaurant dressed down. No, no, no. That's not too fancy. This is no. like Ruth yes, Chris. Is. This is, well, I'm no. more of a you know what it is? type of guy. Yeah, it's McDonald's I'm going to go to Corral. Is. Oh. This is our McDonald's. You see the golden arches there, well, fellas. Talk about we, moving up in the world. That's we what order? we're doing. We can order. I like where your head's at there, Ike. Yeah, we're going to get into that. I want to go. Maybe the three of us can jump into the car. We'll get Handsome Hank, maybe Black Tie, and the rest. We'll get in the car, and we'll drive, go through the drive-thru. Look at that. See? He knows what's important. I need my leg room. I'm going to sit. Well, no, you can't do shotgun. Yeah, I called it first. I called it first. Make sure you get him a a booster seat. See, there they go. (laughs) (laughs) There they go. MJD's already stuck riding hump. All right, that, no, that, you know. I'm, in the, I'm in the front, man. I called it first. All right, let's talk about pro football, shall we? Week two is in the books now, fellas, and Johnny Football. Ike and I have talked about it at great length. We said it's got to be two. <laughs> Why would you roll with the 36-year-old backup who everybody knows what his ceiling is? It's not very high. It certainly doesn't include lifting a Lombardi trophy. Is that MJD's height? No, it's higher than his vertical. Oh, I see. That's where his ceiling is. <laughs> that's right. Whereas, yeah, I get it. We don't know what Johnny Football is, but that's the point. Maybe right. he's a guy who is the missing link to ail to all the all the woes that have played Cleveland Browns fans for all this year. MJD, how say you? <laughs> My sources tell me if McCown's healthy, he will be starting. That's fine. I don't think that's a great move because, well, either way, whoever they do do decide to roll with in week three is getting a pretty nice uh, spot here. He's at home against the Raiders. I'm not saying the Raiders. I'm not saying they're a pushover, but that's about as good as you could get there. (laughs) They're not a pushover, but. You just said it was a pushover. That's like a slap in the face. It's not a pushover, but. Well, I mean, listen, the Raiders on the road are, they're not the easiest matchup, but they're among the easiest matchups. So this lends itself to the question, Ike, 
Is Johnny Football good at football at home against the Raiders? Is that the right move? Yes. Johnny. Yeah, he's good. You see the man. Like, now they got highlights all over. We got Travis Benjamin. He's putting Travis Benjamin on the spot, right? That's right. Now, every good thing that happens – with the Cleveland John, Browns, Johnny, Johnny, it's cousin it. Johnny because he's starting. He's like the new Tim Tebow. He's like the trickle. No, he's better than Tim. No, Tebow. of course he is. No question. He's like Tim Tebow. That's like the trickle down effect. Like Johnny needs to be on the field at all times because he's make everybody better. MJD, that doesn't matter. That there's a certain momentum. The building comes alive. He's not a Johnny Football fan. comes they out. The Titans. No disrespect. Wait a second. I'm not allowed to say that the Raiders are a pretty I, good matchup on no disrespect. the road. I said no disrespect. I'm sorry. You have to say that. Right. But the Titans aren't, aren't too good. All right. Let's, just, let's, just put, I mean, let's watch this play. play let's watch really this play. Good. Look at this play. What, the DB doesn't even know where the ball is. Watch it. Look, he's like, where the ball? It don't even matter. What do you mean? He just stuck his hands out and magically landed? No, so the DB didn't know where he was doing. Hey, look at this play. He okay. kept his eyes down the field. I mean, he's getting First better. Down. He's getting better, yes. So, I'll tell you who can't make that play. Josh McCown. Play. We saw McCown just use his mobility earlier before he went no, to sleep. No, he used his mobility <laughs> and got put to sleep. Yeah, it was night-night time. It was timeout. He was past his bedtime. So, Ooh. all right. So, MJD, you answer the question. Is Johnny Ooh. Football good at McCown football? McCown wasn't coming out there. Yeah. You know what? I think he's he's okay, one. But I think he's a better improviser than he is a pro-style quarterback. We know when you have a mobile quarterback, they tend to run a lot. If you don't know how to slide and get out of the way of contact, you're going to get hurt. And this guy likes to improvise a lot, and that's where these big plays come from. I hear you, but RG3 and Mike Vick are not Johnny Football, and Johnny Football isn't either one of those guys. Just because those guys don't know how to get down, Ooh. Colin Kaepernick does. Colin Kaepernick never takes a direct shot. He likes to run around a great deal, Just look right? at the comparison between Tyrod and Johnny. They're just about the same kind of people. That's very interesting. And by the way, both those teams have great defenses and the ability to run the ball. All you really need out of the QB is a couple of game-changing splash plays, right? Situational football. That's right. And so isn't Johnny Football the better choice for the Cleveland – not for every team, not for the New England Patriots, but for the Cleveland Browns. You two have, like, talked about this a lot lately. Because you you just threw threw an oop to him right now. Yeah, you threw an oop. He tried to dunk on me. (laughs) But I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to allow that. I've made it quite clear that I am in Johnny Football's camp, and you know I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not like I'm rooting for the Browns to succeed. That's that's what he's doing. He wants Johnny Football, so when he plays the Steelers, they can put up 40 on him again. You know what? I'm a human being first, and I feel for those poor people in Cleveland. This is what they've had to do. Thank you. Thank you, you, Ike. You you don't look like the type that'd be a sensitive guy. Thank you, Ike. Thank you. You he, too. At the end of the day, there's something behind this whole Johnny Manziel thing. No, I, I, like figured, I figured it out. I figured, it's not you. I, I know, you genuinely like Johnny football. Yeah, I do. I know why he likes it because he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I, he wants to put up 40 every week. No. And you know what, Johnny. I make the same. I, I use this analogy all the time. You know, you've seen Star Wars. I'm going to give it to you again. Listen, Luke Skywalker is more powerful, but we all like Han Solo better. Why? Because he's exciting. He's a gunslinger. You don't know what he's going to do. That's what Johnny Football is. Football's supposed to be fun, and we're fans. What are we? What are we looking at? I want somebody who manages the game and is mathematic about it. No, I want to see the guy is more fun. Unorthodox. Yes, he's no, not he's your not. prototypical we've seen size. Johnny before. He's unorthodox. He's Tim not sure. What, he wasn't fun at no, A&M? No, he was sitting in the he pocket. He was the same person Tim Tebow was at Florida. He got a strong arm, right? Yes. I don't know about that. Yes. Oh, my. He's he faster. He's, he's more big. agile. He's not as big. He got a strong arm. That's the, that's he the doesn't better, throw know? the ball he like a relief pitcher in baseball the way Tebow does. When he was forced to make plays in that Jets game, 
their true Johnny came out. Right now, he got down. I appreciate that slide. In his third there. game of his life, now that that's the standard he that he wasn't true dynamite. You All saw right. when you prepared he played for the Tennessee Titans. Week. I'm telling you, whoever gets the gig, whoever gets to start against the Raiders, is being handed an opportunity to keep M- the gig because that should be a wit. McCown win. shouldn't play. No. Let Johnny Rock. Well, let's see. Right. Whoever, we agree. whoever does well, the rest next of the whole, whole segment, let Johnny Rock. I like that. That I'll is good. Let Johnny Rock, yeah, because Cleveland you, rocks. You two have been texting late nights or something. Not at all. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Next, let's go to the other end of the quarterback spectrum, a guy who is winding down his glorious pro career. Peyton Manning, MJD, is Peyton Manning still good at football? When he runs his system, yes. But when he runs Kubiak's system, I think I could do a better job. Are you sure about that? Because two straight weeks, something we talked about in August, all three of us, is if the Broncos go to the playoffs and they're a real threat to go to the Super Bowl, it'll be because of the defense. Because the defense can steal a couple games. They've already stolen two games. Make no mistake, they only put up 17 points. It's not like they lit up the Chiefs the other night. There's nothing wrong with the ties turning. But you still got to understand, too, Shaq, Baltimore doesn't have a bad defense. Houston, for sure, don't have a bad defense. So, of course, just by nature, it's going to be tough for Peyton Manning anyway. And he, the ties are turning. He's not the old Peyton Manning, but now he's getting help. He's having a defense with something he's never had to do. Am I right? He, you are correct. Now he has a defense. He doesn't have to win every game. But situational football, when it got to that shotgun and he took that Kubiak and we went away from that play action, you saw the old Peyton Manning. Well, the way it's shaping up, we're only two games in, so let's wait and see. But the Chargers, are they so far are okay. They're not dynamite. The Chiefs really let one go. I think they're going to look back and regret yeah. giving that one away. But I still, you know what? I still will take the Chiefs at the end of the day over, really? over the Broncos. They're just a better team. I, I know that it didn't go that way. Jamal Charles isn't going to drop two, isn't going to lose two fumbles again. He, it's almost never happened to him before. That's the difference in the game, but not Peyton Manning. I think Denver's defense is better than Kansas City's. And I feel like if Peyton can run that hurry-up offense and keep that defense, get that defense tired with the pass rushes that are coming, that young, unexperienced offensive line – can play okay because remember in the second in the second and third quarter or second and fourth quarter that young offensive line looked really good they were able to run the ball well Peyton Manning had time to throw it he wasn't throwing those pick sixes like he was early on four for 24 with Alex Smith that's that's like the kryptonite to Kansas City four for 24 in passing attempts zero touchdowns two interceptions it's going to be tough. He got to try to chunk the ball down the field a few times. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 the Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick out of the AFC. It, so it, it's, it's tough to say that with Alex Smith playing like that. I hear you. Although he did get, you know, if it weren't for uh, Kyle Williams fumbling a couple of punts in the AFC title, I mean, in the uh, NFC title game three years ago, they would have been in the Super Bowl. What a yeah. True enough. True enough. Let's move on now, though. And by the way, Peyton Manning, like you said about Johnny Football, Peyton Manning is okay at football now. He's not. Let's not. Wow. He's not great. He doesn't have a pro so level and, arm him anymore. Him and Johnny are the same. Well, he better be pretty smart. I, and I understand all oh, the fool. Uh, all these people too. It's okay. You guys are football players, and I'm not trying to curry favor with you. It's one thing for you guys to say I appreciate how how he intellectualizes the game and can really pick it apart. But schnooks at home, people like me should not be shooting their mouths off. Oh, I really appreciate a guy who turns it into a thinking man's game. Do you really? Do you? It's like somebody who reads. Reads, uh, uh, you know, Lolita, but reads it in Russian and says, I can just appreciate the literature. You don't understand. We don't understand. That's why we like Johnny Football. He runs around and makes crazy plays. I, I guess for me, more than anything. He lost his mind. Yeah. I guess for me, for, Peyton Manning's going to see certain coverage. He knows how to dismantle those. Um, 
And he's a competitor than that. That's what I appreciate. He's a competitor. All right. He allowed Kubiak, and then he just took over his deal. They're interesting. The Broncos are at 2-0, and that whole division. Now there are some teams that are 0-2. A lot uh, of people were hip on, myself included. I like the Lions and Texans. They're sitting at 0-2. But big-name teams. Now Drew Brees on the shelf. Uh-oh. They're 0-2. Ravens 0-2. Giants. The list goes on and on. Who's in the most trouble? MJD, I start with you. You know what? I'm going to have to go with uh, the Saints. The Saints are – Drew Brees hurt. We don't know how bad it is. You're losing to Tampa at home. <laughs> That's tough. I, Who told you that was going to happen? I don't you know. Did. I did. You did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I did. The ball. I, you, you said it yesterday, but. That's I, right. And I told you that the Raiders were going to beat the Ravens. And so did they did. You say that. Yeah, You're I know. Mr. Cleo. Thank you. Mr. Thank you. Cleo. Now, that's right. I look into my crystal ball. Ike Taylor, how say you? Who do you think's in trouble here? Man, I'm going with Chip Kelly. Ooh. Coach Chip Kelly, the yep. genius. You go 10 and 6. Two years in a row. You're on your hot horse. Dr. Evil, of course. So now we 0-2 right now. We get rid of Shady. We get rid of Macklin. We get rid of Jackson. Like, these guys are not just good guys on this team. These guys are good guys in the league. Playmakers. Playmakers. What is going on, though? Because to me, again, I say I can't really break it down. I can't X and O it the way you guys can. But... It looks to me like the pieces of that Eagles offensive line should be better than they are. It's not. It's easy to make fun of DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews, but the fact is the Cowboys, who are not the 85 Bears, are getting some big penetration Evan all Mathis, day on Sunday. Evan Mathis is the key. He was the one that was able to seal those, those three techniques, get to those linebackers, create those running lanes. Chip Kelly, you know, he's like, look, we don't need you. My system wins everything. My system this, my system that. Your system's 0-2. Shake. If you want if you want to run a shotgun offense, there's nobody better than the Shady to run that shotgun offense. Because he can pretty much do whatever he wants to do. He can run inside, outside, he's that agile. When you have a DeMarco Murray, he's more used to the eye formation, mm-hmm. the fullback in front of him. He has to get in the rhythm. With Shady, there is no rhythm. It's I'm gonna find the hole. If the hole's not there, I'm gonna make a hole. So that shotgun offense for DeMarco. It's not going to work. All right, that sounds fine, but the premise of the thing in the offseason was, well, Shady McCoy isn't the perfect fit for the way Chip Kelly wants to run. He likes north-south runners. He likes guys who hit the hole at 100 miles an hour. It seems to me that's what, what DeMarco Murray. What hole are you in? That, I think it's more of an alpha male problem. You think it's an, a locker room thing? Like an alpha male, like Deshaun Jackson, alpha male. Macklin, alpha male. Shady, alpha male. Like, dealing with guys who are real good in the NFL, they have egos. They have a lot of pride. That's why they're that good. So my question is, could Coach Chip really be around that for the time being? Did he want to be the alpha male? Could he handle alpha male? So now you just let all these Pro Bowl perennial guys go, and you get your guys. He had Vic in that offense. Imagine that, Vic. So Shady. you buy the same thing as Ike? You're saying that you think it was just like an ego thing and Chip wants to be the king? A little, king. Bit. Yeah, a little has, bit. It has to be because when you think about it, you have Deshaun Jackson who was amazing in that system. Michael Vick. I mean, I know he was getting old, but Vick was playing real well. Foles was playing well last year before he got hurt. Macklin went off last year. Shady McCoy had a down year at 1,200 yards or whatever a down it was. Year at 1200. That's, a, that's, that's a down year. I, I, like, I don't understand. And I, it just to me, it's just you have so many people forget players win games in this league, not coaches. One more to throw at you, too. And by the way, as I always say, it must be weird taking orders from a guy named Chip. Yeah. You know, 53 of leader of men, Chip. Chocolate hey, Chip. Whatever you say, King Chip.
Now, the other one, though, to consider, the Seattle Seahawks. At 0-2, I know they can get back into it, but they're now behind the Cardinals. Cardinals averaging about 40 a game right now. Oh. They don't really have Michael Floyd at full speed. I know the Seahawks will tell you, well, we don't have Camp Chancellor, but my response to that is, hey, uh, every NFL roster is missing some pieces. That, you know, that, so. That's kind of letting you know how big Chancellor is to that team emotionally. He's the enforcer. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they're, they're not throwing yards down the seams. Them tight ends are not happy going down the seams. Them crossing routes by the receivers, they're not going to be happy when Cam is in there. You take Cam out, it's a totally different atmosphere. Man, them guys giving up 12 plays plus 20. Seattle, 12 plays plus 20, unheard of. Panic level in Seattle, MJD. Um, I'm going to say it's, it's a six right now. A little bit we, got, we, have, we have to respect that we're 0-2, but I think once we get back to home, we get a couple games under our belt at home. If they lose at home, now we're at 14. Yeah, how about they can't 14. run the ball? How about that? How about they can't run? Well, that's the issue. The offensive line isn't doing well, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks that zone system, again, you have to have players to win championships. I get it, Seattle. Two, you went to the Super Bowl back-to-back. I get it. You're like Drake. So far, it's up, but it really, it really is like a lose-lose, though, because the Seahawks, I mean, the Saints are at 0-2 with Max Unger, who probably would be better off playing up in Seattle, and Jimmy Graham should probably still be a target for Breeze or the backup at this point. What's it like for the Packers? By the way, Aaron Rodgers is – there's no – we don't have to spend any time on this because it's obvious at this point. Aaron Rodgers is the best, right? Best what? The best QB, the best right player. Now? Yeah. How, how, like, how are we just going to say he's really? the Really? This is right a now? debate? So, what's wrong What's wrong with Uncle Tom? Uh, Uncle Tom be slinging that thing. <laughs> he's what's wrong with, he's Uncle fine. Tom is he's on, not as, what's he's wrong, on, nothing's he's wrong, wrong with him. He's so, just not as good as the other 12 who wears not? green. How? Uh, how? Rogers moves around much better. He, the, uh, Rogers has a live arm. So, Tom, Tom doesn't have a live arm? arm? Not the way Rogers. Does. How, How do we judge that? How do you judge the li- the liveness of an arm? My eyeballs. My eyeballs tell me that the zip on Rogers is is 20, un- unmatched. 2019 vision or something. What are you looking at, Shaq? I'll tell you what I'm looking at. That stat, whatever it is, 545. Is that what it is? 545 passes in Lambo without an INT. We're, we're, we're that's, 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 that's That's a good stat, but Tom Brady right now. Is what threw for about 700 yards, seven tugs, no picks. Wow. Two games. He's not playing no games. I got news for you. So Randall got, Cobb is really good. I got a but question. There's nobody as good as Rob. Everybody says Brady does it, but he has nobody around him. He has Rob Gronkowski, no, Gronk who's the best awesome. tight end True. of all time, maybe. True. All time. He's better well, than he's gonna go down that way. He's going to go down. He's going to go down with Kellen Winslow. Antonio, who else is going to get that? I, Tony if you can healthy, I can see okay. Tony. Tony did it for a long, long time. All right, none of those names played with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers makes James Jones, who couldn't even hang with the Raiders uh, or Giants. They, they got, a, they got a good relationship going. But that, you saw you saw when uh, Tom had a real Pro Bowl receiver in Randy Moss, what he did. Just one year. Times. I hear you on that one. I completely agree. Yeah, so I, he, he made Wes Walker, we could say. Yep. He made Edelman. He's making Edelman. All right, you're just being difficult no, just because saying. there's no way other that Tom Brady. Chandler caught a touchdown pass. Grunt. When's the last you time that ta- happened? You, but wait a second. You're I'm taking time me. all day. I'm starting my franchise. Tom Brady over I'm Aaron Rodgers. All day. I'm starting. They're both it. 21. You'll take Aaron, You'll take Tom Brady over Aaron no Rodgers. I'm, I'm going to take – I love Aaron because I played against him. I know him. But Tom, no there's, no, there's nothing like that. He, he lives in pressure. We talked about this. He thrives under pressure. He lives with pressure. His wrong wife is, and wrong. His hey, wife is the breadwinner. is right. You know how you'd be like this, nervous when the game is on the line? Mm-hmm. Tom just be smoking a cigar <laughs> when the game is on the line. I no would pressure. like that move to actually happen. No I'd pressure. like a guy to actually be out there smoking no a cigar in between uh, He's not series. even tripping. 
At I all. Mean, did you see when he wasn't even stressed at all when they were playing the Bills and they were on that comeback? He was like, oh, okay, it's time for me to go Speaking back to of work. pressure, it occurs to me as a fan, you know, I, it, I mean, that Packers loss up in Seattle in the NFC title game a year ago, that was the worst loss I've ever seen. I don't think there's ever been a, a more painful loss for a franchise. How hard is that? You know, as a fan, I watched the Steelers lose some tough ones to the Patriots. Does it get in your head, Ike, like, man, when, the, when it's on the line, we just don't beat Tom Brady. We can't get by him. Or do you think that? Do you guys have those conversations? Do the coaches bring it up? Or is it? Or is that just a fan thing? If, if you got that kind of hesitation or doubt, you shouldn't be playing in the NFL. Is that point, right, MJD? Point blank. Point blank. I, you don't think, well, but like you I played Payton all the time. You didn't think, man, he's hard to beat. We can't no, get No, we knew he was hard to beat. But we, but we understood that if we ran the ball well and we kept our defense off the field, he, he would fold under pressure. Because when he gets down and he throws the ball over 40 times, we have a chance to win. So we would try to run the ball. I mean, we went in the game, rushed for 375 yards, beat him by 40 points. Then we also went in there and won by three. Next up, Brandon Whedon, now the reality for the Dallas Cowboys. America's team now led by Whedon. Let's play weaker than Whedon. I want to give you some names here. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, because people are cracking wise. But to me, we're Brandon Whedon at least can sling it a little bit. He's got a little bit of, a, of an arm there. Let's look at some other options there. Would they be better off with Christian Ponder, with Brian Hoyer, with RG3? I like RG3. Would America's team be better off with Mike Vick? I'm taking Vick all day. Tim Tebow. Uh-oh. Kurt Warner. Oh, Kurt. No, 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 no. That's Kurt Warner when he went to a Super Bowl. I'm oh, talking 2015. Talking I'm talking about Kurt. Kurt getting all purred. Right now. Wipes off the makeup. Maybe he does, and he heads out to the field. Oh, he's cooler with the mustache. Or Brett Favre, 2015 as well, from the guy from the jeans he, commercials. He still like he can sling it, though. He got a lot going Any on. Any of those guys better no than question. Brandon Whedon? RG3, definitely. Mike you Vick, think so? Mike Vick all day. I agree with you about Mike Vick. RG3. I like RG3. I think he, he's going to have a line that can protect him. They're going to they're going to run the ball, which he did in uh, when he was rookie year. A lot of play-action pass. He was really good with that. You got you to gotta give him a chance. I agree with that. And I, if it weren't for the fact that they're division foes and so close uh, in the region, I would think that Chip might uh, blow in a call to, to, the, to D.C. and say, hey, you want to give us RG3 there? Because that guy seems like the perfect Co- guy Coach Chip got to look, look in the mirror. You think That's so? That's the first thing mm-hmm. you got to do. Next up, talk about looking in the mirror. I want you guys to do that and see if you can rise to the level that our pal Nate Burleson did a week ago on DDFP. We were looking at pregame speeches, hyping up the gang, and we asked Nate to give us his version. Take a look. I want to see if you guys uh, like what he he has. Forget what everybody said. Forget what they say about this city. Forget about us going bankrupt. Forget about all the despair. Forget about all those things. For 60 minutes, we could turn all that around. For 60 minutes, we can give this city something they ain't felt. For 60 minutes, we can make somebody's week better. And you know what it's like out here in Detroit. You know what it's like in them streets. For 60 minutes... All I'm asking is that you give everything you got. Well, what do you think? That's way too dramatic. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that's way too much. Receivers in the NFL, he is. They, he can, they the can ball. never, yeah, they can never get the ball enough. I mean, I just saw AB. <laughs> AB got eight, eight attempts, man. AB got five catches, and he walking to the sideline like, I need to fill the pigskin. Why y'all not throwing me the ball? Why? Very selfish guys. <laughs> dramatic. dramatic. Super dramatic. Divas. That was a dramatic introduction. Oh, that's it was cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's give it a letter grade then. Ike, you go first. I'm gonna go with a B plus. 
Oh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than that. MJD. C minus. <laughs> now, now you're talking about all this poverty. Now I'm sad. You know, you <laughs> you me like, I'm sitting here like, are you kidding me? I don't have to turn you off. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there's so many real life problems out there. I don't, this game doesn't feel uh, all that meaningful I'm anymore. To win. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to win the game. <laughs> I'm trying to win this game. Now I feel like I'm in church. Ike, go ahead then. Ike, you like to Uh-oh. hype up the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why don't you go ahead? I, I really, it got to be like on site. So, all right. If I respect that, if you can't summon it, you can't. Uh, you can't summon it. Yeah, it it, it, it got to be a feel for it. So I'm like, Sheck, you feel like you're one of the best guys that's doing radio, right? I don't. I don't think about it. You, I know you don't it. think, but you feel that way, right? So I need that from you every week. We just retired, formally retired, straight off the show. So we need to get better, right? Right. So we can make this whole organization better, right? That's right. Nate, no. beat that. MJD, go ahead. You try. I'm simple. Give it to him. You, you want to give it to him? Yeah, give it to him. Come in close. <laughs> Come on, lean up. Lean forward. Listen, guys. We get paid to do a job. Let's do it. <laughs> we out of there. <laughs> don't, I don't need all that rah-rah. I'm already... I'm. Listen, I'm going to get hit 20... I'm probably going to hit 100 times in the game. <laughs> don't, don't talk my ear off. Let's just go and do this. I, I mean, listen, I know that's very Belichick, you know, go do your job and all that. But I like the Newt Rockney and Vince Lombardi speeches and everything else. What do you think, Ike? You got to stand there at least uh, once a year. I don't know if we ever did once it in Heinz Field. But you saw Ray Lewis doing his boogie everything uh, no, every uh, every game before. No, like, that's honestly, all written. When James Ferrier left, I was the guy who was breaking down the team. So for the whole playoff run, I was breaking down the team for the whole playoff run. And normally I don't say anything. So when I did speak, them guys was like, "Damn, we felt that." Like they'll tell me after they'll tell me after the game, yeah. like, "Hey, that breakdown, I." We felt All right, that. I want to see. I need to see evidence of. But what about Ray Lewis? That that oh. I heard from a lot of guys who say, "All right, I don't go in for a lot of it, but that was cool." I mean, it, I mean, sometimes when it's every game. It's just like, all right, man. Like, I'm with you I know about I'm gonna, that. He, he, I he, 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 he's I'll very you, motivational. I, I had my biggest speech. We were playing Oakland in 2009, and Kirk Morrison just came over, and he's all emotional because we're losing. And I'm like, oh, and he's all yelling, like, I can't believe we're getting whooped, and I didn't come all the way over here to lose, and you guys supposed to have my back. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey chill out, man. <laughs> all right? <laughs> I'm like, everybody come up in this thing. Let, let's just slow it down. <laughs> let's take it. Let's all breathe together. We did a couple breaths together. And I'm like, look, we're better than them. Simple as this. We need to play that way. All right, That's it's it. Just, it's just not. It's just not a good. Doesn't make for a good movie script. That's no. All. It doesn't. But it worked though. Because we ended up coming back, smacking them. All right, I hear we're you. We're trying to get our ratings up. Now, what about speaking of ratings? Everybody loves MJD and Ike. Ike and MJD, a uh, a comedy duo. Who's the most fun football player you got to hang out with in your playing days? Ooh, I mean. I've been hanging out with Ike, and I'm, I'm having a ball <laughs> down here in L.A. But uh, you know what? I, I went to high school with a bunch of guys that played in the league. So T.J. Ward, D.J. Williams, Demetrius Williams, McIntyre's. So it was always good. when you We went to high school together, so to get back with them and hang out in random cities was fun to you know see guys out of their element a little bit. Ike loves touting the guys from the bayou. Ike, who's the most fun to hang out with? Man, it, I like hanging out with this guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's made my transition smooth from retiring to football. Uh, James Ferrier. Really? Oh. Of all the guys, I wouldn't have guessed that one. 51. Super laid back. Said was on his mind in an old school manner. At the time, it was me, him, and William Gay. So mm-hmm. we was all staying at <clears throat> the house. 
So we had a lot of traffic. Me and Will Gay had a lot of traffic come through the house. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. A lot of, tra a lot of traffic. Traffic, hey, man. So he said, channel. he said after, like after workouts, he said, we need a meeting in the house at the dinner table. We got to talk. So we sat down and coming from my OG, I'm like, what's up, Pot Dog? We call him Pot Dog. That's his nickname, Pot Dog. Pot Dog, what's up? It's too much traffic. He said, I can't, I can't get no sleep. He's over here in the L.A., man. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't get no sleep. He said, man, we, 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 we got people outside. They're they, they all leaking in the driveway. They're very disrespectful. They're not parking the right way of traffic. We got to fix that. Ike, you need to slow down. <laughs> you, nice traffic cop. You, you're, your favorite guy you, you is the traffic slow, cop? You, you, you need to slow down. But just <laughs> his demeanor, the way we play, um, he just so he a soulful person. Like hmm. everything he said, he meant, but in a smooth way. It's funny because you also love Troy Palomalu, who sound who sort of cuts that same figure. It sounds like he, really he, he, uh, all, he all the way different. Like he's very shy on camera in front of people, but when you get him with the guys he know, very comical, likes to tell jokes, likes to get on people all the time. Well, we should bring forty three over here then. I think that's he's the here. best thing because we have. Uh, I've never hung out with offensive linemen until I got in the league, and they're pretty funny, man. I mean, to have such a hard job, those guys crack jokes. They, uh, they call this, uh, it's called chestnuts, when the quarterback throws a touchdown and the guy goes and the quarterback jumps and the lineman's supposed to grab him, you know, chestnuts, right? And so it was like the funniest running joke because they had songs for it. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I'm glad you two have found each other. Everything's going nicely for you. My friends, my so-called friends, I'm in a fantasy football league. I think I've talked to you about this. But, you know, and every year, the one friend, he's diabolical, Sal. He came up with this scheme a number of years ago that the winner gets at the following year's draft, he gets to choose survivor style who he kicks out of the league. And you don't do it until the night of the draft. Wow. Everybody's sitting at the table like you with James Ferrier. Everybody gathers around the table. And then and only then does the previous year's champion announce – who he's kicking out. Well, Sal, that wasn't good enough for him. He set up this whole scheme, two guys competing against one another. I thought I was safe, right. but the two guys competed. They had to walk across this long room with lemonade on the top of, tops of their heads, holding. Then they had to do a puzzle thing. Let me show you a video when these two guys are going head-to-head -head with the puzzle off, the big climax. Who gets kicked out of my fantasy league? Take a look here. Cut it off. Paul has a big lead. Jamie's gonna kick nice, John. Nice. <laughs> Very close. Son of a Colors! Oh my god! And Darashek is out! <laughs> what a terrible ending! <laughs> <laughs> Nice job, Luke. You put in a great fight there. Farewell, I just hit the door. But that was rude, wasn't it? You don't seem impressed by that. I thought that was an outrageous deed by a so-called friend. How say you? To kick me out like that with a dirty puzzle? Well, you since thought you thought was that was funny? Ha-ha. This is my dog. <laughs> well, he, th he thought it was the two guys, right? They're doing all these yeah, challenges. Yeah, they're competing. So I'm watching already, it. Look, good. Ah, one of these two is about to go out. I'm back slapping with Don Draper. Ha-ha, <laughs> this is the greatest. And then who got the door? 
Dave Damashek, checkmate, see you in 2016. Cold, MJD. What do you Not unlike Ike Taylor, being no. cold now. You got to no, win it next year, and you have yeah. to do something even better. I want to tell you that something. That was whack. I, well, it was whack on Cousin You should have showed that. That was real whack. Well, you know what? We you can't live life. think the are going to go down because of that? Hopefully it doesn't. Okay. Well, but. let's not live life in the rearview mirror. Let's look ahead, all right? The next show, we're going to do something really special. You want to know what it is? You're kind of just shishing me without shishing me. That's right. Okay. Ready? Are you, do you guys want to know what we'll talk about the next time? It's really exciting. I hope it's not checkmate. Super important. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.